Hello everyone and welcome to Sort of My Podcast. My name is Vin the Human, Vincent Herman, and sitting to my left, Alpha Spectre, James Odell. Right across the table from him, Travis Herman, Dr. T. Neal. Guys, you can like Sort of My Brand in our nude news page, uh, Sort of My Comics on Facebook, follow Sort of My Podcast on Instagram, and subscribe to Sort of My Brand on YouTube. You gotta be listening to somewhere. While there, why not rate, review, comment, 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 did I say comment? Uh, and all of our personal social media is in the description down below. So, before we get into the actual news, uh, what's been going on in you guys' feed? Like, any any nerd news you guys seen that might not be in the show later? <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's okay. a solid fuck note, bro. Nope. <laughs> so, uh, did you guys hear about, um, Netflix possibly? Uh, I'm pretty sure it, it's already a done deal. Uh, they're gonna be doing, uh, a series of comic books. Uh, no, really? fuck no, like, <laughs> holy shit. Yeah, um... Okay, because, like, are they even still doing DVDs? Yeah, you can still have a okay. DVD plan. Uh, yeah, because I thought that was, like, a separate thing off to the side, but, like, like I knew they were doing their own shit, obviously, mm-hmm. I knew they were doing their own sh- Our whole last episode was about Stranger Things, yeah. so... Fuck, comic books, that's, that yeah. seems a little ridiculous. Well, what they did is they bought out Miller. Do you guys know what that is? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. why we're getting the Netflix reborn yeah, series because they're doing yeah. the series. Well, they, they yeah they bought that company, which gives them the uh, it doesn't give them rights to like already the big movies that uh, like he's already helped make by okay. writing uh, Kick Ass and more yeah yeah so, yeah. Uh, apparently, he wrote something entirely new. Like he has all kinds of new ideas. He's like, yeah, Holy we can shit. just start doing comics. They know it's not going to be like a really. Um, like a big, a big financial difference or whatever. So it's going to be through, it'll be through Malar World then. Oh, like, is that what it, how you pronounce well, it? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It won't necessarily be through, but it's it's still going to be through because like Huck is Miller World. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. So well, I don't know if they're really going to like carry it out and do like multiples, but so far they're starting off with uh, Mark Millar uh, writing a book called um, The Magic Order, and that'll be the okay. first book that they put out. I'm thinking, like, has it been said whether or not it's going to be, like, Netflix publishing, or is it still going to be through Millar World? Yeah, did they say if it's going to be, like, motion comics? Because that's a thing. Like, maybe they just produce um, motion comics. No, I comics. think it's going to be a Netflix like, comics. It's going to bear the Netflix uh, logo. The little, the, okay. the, the end. Here's the picture story. of it. Um, it doesn't have any official, like... Um, oh, yeah, I that's supposed to be that. really cool. Yeah, I didn't um, know that was going to be a Netflix comic. You can look the picture crazy. up if you look up uh, The Magic Order, but apparently it's yeah. about um, maybe I'll put like five families of magicians like through generations that have been like yeah. pres- are preserving and protecting uh, humankind. Huh. And they try to like live amongst them, and uh, it, it sounds really cool. It's very, uh, it's one to get into. Yeah, that's well, I mean, cool. Mark... And Mark Miller's a great writer. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. been part of a lot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess that's why, uh, you know, they started with uh, him or whatever. He has, like, tons of ideas, even though, like... Well, he's got a whole universe. Yeah. Like, yeah. already, he's got a universe. Yeah, so they yeah. don't really have to, uh, like, play catch-up. And they're not trying to compete with anybody. They're just yeah. trying it out, you know. I'm wondering if uh, this will be able to cross over with the image... I'm sure uh, it will. Yeah, I I hope it will. Like I hope like image is so cool that they'd be like God. play ball with Netflix. No, you know no. what I want? I want someone like Netflix to acquire Skybound. 
Sure. Because if Net- <laughs> no, if Netflix acquired Skybound, okay. we'd get Invincible. We would we would probably now, get Skybound is another like uh, it's kind of like the same thing that like DC it, has with Vertigo and Wild well, Storm and all that, right? Kind of. So like you have all of these different companies that go through Image Publishing. Okay. So. Oh shit! It's like the America of comic book companies. Yeah, like that's why there's so many different genres and everything else that come out okay. through Image, because you have Millar World, you had Skybound, like you had. There's a few other companies like Shirtless Bear Fighter. That one yeah. is a brand new company publishing through Image. Uh, issue one of which you did on the show. That's. Every time I see it on the shelf at the shop, I'm like, "What am I reading that after you read it on the shelf?" I'm just, I'm just gonna wait for the trade on that and pick that up. Fuck yeah, I'm gonna. Best way to do it, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Well, okay, so something, well, something else. uh, Two things actually, pretty interesting, came up through my feed. Actually, someone messaged me about the second thing, but uh, the first thing I want to talk about is uh, Michael Rosenbaum. uh, A few nights ago, did a little bit of a. A live thing, and I got in there. Um, I've been listening to his podcast, Inside of You, with Michael Rosenbaum. Pretty good podcast. Seems like kind of a therapy session for him, but he actually stated that in, like, the last two or three episodes. So, yeah, it, but it's a good podcast, so I like to check out his live episodes or that he does on Facebook as just a regular person. <laughs> but the cool thing is he, like, Man, he acknowledges so many of his fans, like, <laughs> As they're commenting and, and stuff. Like, he's so cool to the fucking people who are actually throwing it all out there. And so I threw down a little... <laughs> I threw down a little <laughs> comment. Because he was talking about um, podcasts and other podcasts or something like that. And uh, I think he was actually talking about crossovers at that moment. And I was like, you should do a pod- uh, crossover sort of my podcast. He read that shit out loud in front of his fans. Or, like, like, who knows how many people have seen that video by now. And, uh, yeah, so... I he, watched the video. And you Did you hear what he said? Yeah, he said, if it happens, that's no, like... he said, it could happen. Oh, he didn't say He didn't say, happen? if it happens. I thought he, he said, if he's it like, happens. He's uh, like, you Damn. should... You were, he read the comment, he's like, you should do a crossover with Sword of My Podcast. Could happen. Yeah, but this doesn't mean fucking he, Lex Luthor knows who the hell we are. He, he, right, he right. doesn't realize he's interacted with you two times already over the internet. Yeah, yeah, like this I is the think, third time he's right? read one of my comments out. <laughs> um, yeah, like this is the, the big one, because I got him to say Sword of My Podcast in his last day. Maybe a little cheap on my part, <laughs> but I kind of wanted to, I just wanted to get the name in his head, like, and, uh, yeah, so he said, it could happen, which is a maybe, which is a totally never gonna fucking happen in a million years. But, uh, but it's nice to think about. But, I mean, hey, Michael, if you ever hear this, thank you, in, like, just for saying it, for reading the comments and being cool to your fans. Like, that's just awesome of him. Yeah. He's not, like... Yeah, Kevin Smith's really uh, cool. Well, he's on the cool level of Kevin Smith. Like a listers. Yeah, like like fucking like uh, Brad, Brad Pitt. Yes, Brad Pitt. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Matt Damon. We're, Brad bro- Pitt. we're brothers, and we think of celebrities at the same time. Now, give me a high five, Brad Pitt. <laughs> we weren't on the the page of the Brad Pitt that time, <laughs> but anyways. It, oh, um, Nostalgia Critic just had a video where he did Dragon Ball Evolution, which we did in Commoners Commentary. You can check that out somewhere on this page, probably. 
Um, <laughs> I don't know where you are right now. Did they feel the same that we did about it? Uh, they felt a lot of the same way as they did about it. They did not admire some of the parts that we admired. Much cooler, they had the guy, one of the guys um, who does the voice for Goku in D- Dragon Ball Abridged. He was on there. No shit. And then they had one of the guys who did uh, Naruto. Or it was either Naruto or Yu-Gi-Oh! Abridged there, too. Okay. Yeah, so he had a little crossover episode with those nice. guys. Yeah, it was really cool. Something else that was coming up in my feed, uh, and this is the thing that someone messaged me about before I actually uh, looked into it, and then it started showing up in my feed because Facebook is watching everything we do. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, there are allegations that uh, another Smallville star, Allison Mack, is uh, a second-in-command of the sex slave cult. I guess, okay, so I've got, I got the thing here from the one of the articles I read, and it said, um, NXIMB, which promotes courses that claim to promote self-fulfillment by eliminating psychological and emotional barriers, allegedly contains a secret sorority called DOS, a society for high-ranking female members of the self-help group. And Miss Mack, 35, I don't know why her age was important there, but uh, is allegedly in charge of recruiting female members for the sorority. And apparently the sorority is like um, kind of a sex slave thing for the guy who runs it, their Vanguard, which I guess there are reports some of them have been actually branded with his initials. This guy's name is Keith Rainier. And a lot of what this is, like, uh, apparently... It's all alleged so far. No one's came forward. There are no, like, actual facts yet or anything. But uh, a lot of the heavier evidence is against Keith Rainier. And Allison Mack's website actually has this whole introduction that talks about, like, how she met him and he changed her life and stuff like that. Like, this whole thing. So she has a very deep connection to him, at least. And, uh, yeah, well, like, it'll be interesting to see where this goes. Yeah. Because, wow, like, <laughs> holy shit, of all the things in this, like, Hollywood coming forward, like, world we're living in right oh, now. man. I really never would have thought, like, hey, Chloe Sullivan is, like, selling women into sex slavery or uh, whatever yeah. the fuck it is. It's not even really clear. Like I said, someone messaged me about it directly, and they're like, did you hear about this? And I started looking into it, and I found all these different articles and stuff. And then I started looking at her, like, social media, like, her um, Facebook. She hasn't posted anything since June, maybe. And, uh, like, her Instagram, like, Anything from, like, recent months, like, pretty much this past year has been all, like, high-minded enlightenment type stuff. <laughs> Not all of it. Like, every every now and again, you get, like, the normal Instagram type shit. But, like, it's all just been, like, life is beautiful and, like, is really inspirational, like, words that she puts out. And I was digging it. And now I'm thinking, I'm like, you're being recruited. Why, why, what are you doing? <laughs> It's like, it's, it's nice. Well, I'm not a female. Apparently, Keith Rainier likes his (laughs) women starved. Yeah, Yeah, I read the article. Yeah, that's, that's in the article, too. Like, yeah, it's, wow, man. Like, this is a weird Hollywood world right now. Yeah, it's like, people are coming out with all these allegations, like, years. Yeah. After. And it, well, and. I don't know. Like, I I don't want to go into all that. That's not what this this <laughs> yeah, show yeah. is for. Yeah, like so so instead of focusing on all that stuff, you can't handle the truth. If, if okay, if you want us to talk about it, 
Put a comment down below, <laughs> and we'll do a serious shit all about this. Like, an actual <laughs> serious, serious shit about the Hollywood stuff. We'll do that. Instead of talking about that, let's talk about the reason the show exists at all, and the reason we have any of this stuff to talk about, <laughs> and that's comic books. Uh, we all read comic books here at the table. and A uh, nice escape from reality. Yes, a nice escape from all the <laughs> sexual abuse news <laughs> out there right now. So we all we all read comic books here, and uh, I'm gonna go ahead and let you guys take it because I kind of wanna I kind of wanna head this one. I, I, I want to take this one out. Uh, who wants to go first? I'll let Odell go. Right. I'll, I'll let you, kid. Uh, I appreciate Newbie. that, sir. Appreciate that. <laughs> all right, all right. So uh, I'm kind of veering away from what I've been doing here lately. The something old, something new, something borrowed. Okay. I didn't have time to read anything borrowed. Didn't really get around to anything older. Uh, so I've got a couple of new things here for you. Uh, the first one I'm going to talk about is uh, it's one of the dark, well, one of the metal tie-ins. One of the metal tie-ins and yeah, the uh, one-shot tie-ins. Yeah, the one-shots about all the different Batmans coming through the void. From this the Dark This is uh, Batman the Dawnbreaker. This is the, the Green Lantern Batman. Like, when I was reading this, like, it starts out, it's in Crime Alley, where Batman's parents get killed... And, like, he watches it happen. The guy's like, you know, it'll all be over. You won't feel a thing. And, and all of a sudden, Bruce is like, you know, I see my parents lying there, blood draining into the gutter, and I feel nothing, not even fear. And a ring, a Green Lantern ring, like, appears to him. He, you know, it's like you have the power to overcome great fear. You know, the same spiel that it gives to yeah, a yeah, Green yeah. Lantern. And so he takes the ring and he hunts the guy down within, like, moments. He's like, you bastard, I'm not helpless now, die. And he tries to kill the guy with the newfound powers that he just got. Like, and that ring's like, no. He's like, oh, the, shit, I fucked up. <laughs> yeah, hold on. The ring refuses. <laughs> the number one rule of the Green Lantern Corps is you yeah. can't use Due process. Fatal. They are literally space cops. You can't use lethal force. So, Bruce just kind of overpowers the ring with his own willpower. And it keeps saying, like, you know, I just, I feel the void inside me growing. Uh, you know, the ring's like, willpower at 100%, at 117%, uh, at 181%, malfunction, all this and that. And then the ring cracks. And the darkness comes out of it. And it says, lethal force enabled. And he kills the shit out of yeah. this guy. Like, just fucking skull smoking with green smoke, everything. Yeah. And then he goes back badass. and tells the ring to bring his parents back. And that's just creepy oh. as shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, huge God, mistake. That moment yeah, he that realizes, it's like, oh, this is gross, so... <laughs> I'm going to do that and I'm going to leave this situation. Yeah. Yeah. So for once, all three of us have read a book. It's weird. We read this one. Hey, and it's like so he goes on like he he kind of sort of does stuff with the police. Gordon gives him another lead, and he goes. They know he he kills him too. It's like yeah, he is pretty rough, but like sometimes we do gotta call him in, right? Yeah, he's gonna kill him. And like <laughs> he just he doesn't do anything with his ring. He just says ring, and it responds saying initiating blackout. And for the first little while in this book, it like it just goes black. So during the blackout, it kills all of Penguin's 
cronies. And he takes Penguin up into space and lets him get killed by a fucking meteor shower. Oh my god. Forgot about that. His whole body splits in half. And like all the while, like this is happening. He's still on the rooftop talking to Gordon. You know, he's telling Gordon to look up. He's like, I said look up. There he is. See? His spleen's right there, his brains. And and you can tell, like, this is a very remorseless Batman. And so Gordon's like, he's like, you know, I've gotta stand up here, you know, what you're doing isn't right. And Batman's Gordon like... eventually does what he does. Yeah. Gordon's like, I'm not stupid. Three years ago, Crime Alley, I know who you are. Bruce. And he says, shut up, Gordon. You have a daughter, right? Sad. She'll have to grow up without her father alone. He just offs fucking Gordon. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty intense. That was a so, fucking impactful scene. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, like, and this then out of nowhere... Bruce we know and love. Oh, God, no. <laughs> this is Dark Multiverse Bruce. The Green Lantern Corps shows up. He's like, there's a ton of you, but... Ring? Initiating Blackout. And here we finally see what happens in the Blackout. And it's just stuff of nightmares. Yeah. Like, there's literally, a, there is no other way to describe no this. No great it way is to a put it. nightmare. Yeah. Super detailed, grotesque monsters evil it is yeah. it is a void of evil yeah yeah and all he says to them he's like i've got friends now too i made them in the dark he has it ripped their ripped their head off and then he reminisces about bats and then all of a sudden he says so i became batman the dawnbreaker and he has his own like lantern chance yes. he says with darkness black i choke the light no brightest day escapes my sight. I turn the dawn to midnight. Beware my power. Dawnbreaker's might. Fuck yeah. I read that. I got chills. Reason, I still get chills. There's a reason this arc is called metal. <laughs> so, like, it just, right. it, it goes <laughs> on. The Batman who laughs finally, like, encounters him. He's like... Yes, he does in, in all of these one-shots. He's basically just like... That's Red Death. That's Murder Machine. Putting together a team. You're yeah. coming with me. You know, you can kneel or you can die. Yeah. All all the while with a smile on his face. I stick by what I've said online so many times. Metal is probably the best thing happening in comics right now. It is my I, favorite story. I am I, prone to agree with you now. I can't wait to read every issue that comes out. I can't miss it. Like. You guys have heard me covering quite a bit of Invincible yeah. here lately because the whole story is coming to an end soon. Vinny finally just got through the first four I issues. I finally started reading it. It's like, from what we were talking about on an earlier episode of the podcast, where they're fighting on the, the surface of the sun, and everything yeah. I've heard about you in like uh, from you in recent uh, months, I have no idea how it gets here. <laughs> from that first trade, it's just so different. <laughs> like, uh, And it's still great. It's still a great... Little oh, yeah. story like your classic superhero coming of age tale, and you like, even told me that everything comes back. Like there's oh, no yeah. stone that goes unturned. <laughs> like and like and the thing is, like here we are, 141 issues later, and you see how yeah, what I'm like six issues <laughs> in, which kind of makes me wonder. Like, do you want to know the heartbreak that happens in this issue? Well, okay, I already vetoed your your Moon Knight issue because I haven't read it yet, and I'm really looking forward to it. So I'm going to let you go ahead and go with this. Like, okay. we've already done the Surface of the Sun shit, so... Okay, Fine. so so in, in previous issues, we know that Mark's dad almost got ripped in half. 
Yeah. Right? Okay, so this is kind of dealing with, after all this fighting goes on, like, dad's in the in the trauma center, like, mom's crying, you know, Mark's daughter's like, what's wrong, grandma? Why aren't you happy? And all this and that. And we see Mark is finally, like, starting to heal. He's got, like, skin grafts and stuff. Uh, Eve is t- kind of tending to him, you know, saying we're free. You know, just telling her not to make fun of him because of his skin and all this and that. And then he asks to see his dad. And this is just heart-wrenching. He, he flies in to see his dad the strongest man that he has ever known, possibly one of the strongest men in the entire, like, universe that this comic and, consists of. And from what I've put together from this first trade, his his father is stronger than he is, right? Oh, at, yeah. by far. Yeah, okay. Uh, well, at that point in time. Uh, okay, it, well, alright, alright. <laughs> you'll just have to read, uh, you know. So so they start talking, and Mark's like, they say that you're, oh, God, please don't die. And his dad's like, I'm afraid that's not up to me. And, you know, so they talk about how, like, he's not healing as much because his heart was damaged, and his body's not strong enough to repair itself. And Mark's like, you know, there's got to be a way to save you. There's just, there has to be. And his dad's like, there isn't. Listen to me. You have to be strong for our people. They need you. You're the one that has to do this. Like, when I took over, you know, there was still so much that could go wrong, but there's so much good in you. They need you now. And he's like, you know, you're going to lead our people to great heights. You're always going to show them the right way. You're compassionate. You're strong. You're Mark. You changed me. Change them. So Mark goes on to, to explain to him, you know, you're the leader that they look up to. You're the leader they need. All this and that. And as he's doing that, his dad dies. And, like, even more than that big whole one-page panel, is, that next panel. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, fucking heartbreaking. Yeah. After, what, 141 issues? You, you Which feel, I don't have that clout. Right. Yeah, but yeah, you just, like still, just like the, from anyone who, any son who's had a father, you know. Yeah. Like, like the these characters, like they they become kind of a part of what you've grown to love about all yeah. of this. And for something like this to happen, like, God, it was like, I laid in bed and cried. Like, it, this it, one is. it hits that hard. Yeah. Once you get to this point through all of the comics, it hits that hard. Fucking hard. I believe it, man. You're going to want to call off work. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I can't. I can't. Mark's dad died. (laughs) Thank you. Who the fuck's Mark? Give our condolences to your friend, Mark. I will. I'll I'll, I'll tell Kirkman. (laughs) But. But now there's a Kirkman. (laughs) So. So, like, after all that happens, Mark's talking to Eve. She's like, so you're going to do it, aren't you? He's like, yeah, I have to. And he goes on to explain. Like, he says to her the same thing his dad said. Where can we go that we're going to be safe? Think of how we can shape this for our daughter. And he's like, and then he's like, just go wake up your daughter. He's like, okay, but I'm taking the fact that you dropped the subject means I just scored a win here. We'll continue this later. She just smiles at him and says, just go. 
And he goes to wake her up and he's talking to her about, you know, how she's going to change the world someday. Eve rushes in. She's like, Mark, hurry. He's like, oh, God, what now? They they look out of the space station and it's a bunch of oh, robot shit. bots. Yeah. And it's always something with this fucking book. <laughs> like, like, I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, no, uh, it was something that, like, I didn't want to cut you off through the story, but something I wanted to comment on about the whole Mark dad thing where you said, uh, like, you know, after 149 issues, like, that's that's from the perspective of someone who's been reading since the beginning. Yeah. For, for someone like me, where I have Superman and his son, John Kent, and stuff, in order to get anything like that from DC... If they stayed the course, and that's like saying they don't reboot again in like four years. Like yeah. I love Rebirth. I love everything that's happening happening with it. And honestly, if they see it through, and then after Rebirth, they just keep going and they let their characters age and they let new people take over and stuff. I think we could see some really interesting shit. But oh, yeah. in order to see something like that from Superman and his son. We're going to be waiting like 15, 20 years. Yeah, well... So, right here is an example of getting that early. Like, for pe- at least for people who have been reading the book. And, like, that's that's a really powerful thing, too. Well, to you got to think, though, like, at issue 141, if you average, like, 10 to 12 issues a year, yeah. that's still, like, 12 years yeah, of and, making. And, and the... And the Still, like, uh, you also have to take in, like, from what I've gotten from that first trade, this this is kind of a play on Superman and his son. Like, the way they've built, it, they've built up Mark's father, whose name I can't remember. Yeah, and I mean, these are super-powered individuals. They heal yeah. at an incredibly Yeah, and they, they, they have super speed, they have, like, super strength, flight, all that. Yeah, the, it, it, Mark's father is essentially Superman in the Image Universe, and Mark therefore would qualify as John Kent because he's half Viltrumite and half human. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, this this is literally the closest we'll ever get to it. So because you know DC's going to fucking reboot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're never getting rid of Clark Kent Superman ever in our entire lives. You want old man Superman? Read Kingdom Come because you're never going to get him naturally. Yeah. And, <laughs> so. and, like, the great thing about this is from where it's been running so long, you actually can see these characters age yeah. and everything going on with it. Cause, like, yeah, you know, again, that is totally different book than what I've read. Oh, yeah. It changes so much, but it's still the Most same good book stories the whole time. come to an end at some point. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's really the point in reading them half the time. Alright, we're we're talking too late. <laughs> Alright, Travis is your turn. What are you reading? I went back into the box, you know, and tried to find some uh something. Dude, the old short box. Yep. You got your mom's box. <laughs> <laughs> oh hey now. That's two against one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I came out with uh a four-issue story by Now Comics uh, from 1992 called The Sting of the Green Hornet. Cool. You're not going to hear a lot of Green Hornet yeah. these days. Yeah, yeah well, I mean, uh, they I, I've been researching it the past couple of days, and they're, they're still a big fandom, apparently. Yeah, uh, uh, I think they're doing a... There's a Green Hornet Batman 66 crossover yeah. or something. Yeah. But yeah, it's a four-issue story, and uh, the first one, Out of the Shadows... Starts in uh, 1941, where Adolf invades the Soviet Union, uh, the Japanese attack Pearl Harbor, and the U.S. declares war. Like, a year later, Hitler sends 
like his mistress of uh, espionage called Baroness hmm. uh, to the United States to. Uh, for some reason, Hitler always has, like, like <coughs> I, I've seen a few, like, B-movies where Hitler always has, like, an assassin baroness. Yeah. Like, right-handed woman. Lady. Yeah. Well, uh, he sends her to the States to start uh, a couple of their projects and motions, like, due to this war. And uh, months later, after uh, the baroness has already been there for a long time, you uh, get caught up with uh, the Hornet and Cato are taking down some gangsters. And this leads them to a higher, like, crime syndicate leader. Britt Reed, the Green Hornet, uh, mm-hmm. you know, when he's not in in disguise. The millionaire <laughs> guy that he is. Yeah, he, yeah. and he owns the uh, the Sentinel, Daily Sentinel newspaper. I yeah, it is. yeah. <clears throat> I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, uh, he gains access to the case that's happening with uh, the police and the military and everything from being, uh, you know, just, like, owning the newspapers. They're like... We need a guy who's got experience to and in like in investigating. We need a guy who's not attached to the military. And he's like, yeah, I guess I'll do it. <laughs> you know, so he so he gains access to the case on the inside and as a you know vigilante or whatever. He gets a tip from Walter B. Gibson, who I hear is actually a uh, the author of the the Shadow, the book the shadow oh really he's in oh, the, okay. this book he gives <laughs> the green hornet a tip yeah. and uh nods his hat and he's on his way it turns out he's just working for uh the nazis actually classic deep cuts there for no- even for 1991 shit yeah like uh there's gonna be a lot of good references in all four of these books so yeah he uh he gets a tip from walter b gibson you uh later you find out that the baroness has doppelgangered the biggest boss uh, the crime boss in town with uh, one of her own agents named Bruno. And all the crime bosses are going to be having a big meeting. You know, Brett Reed uses this information. Him and Cato save the other three crime bosses that are there. Because they were going to get killed during all of it. You'll have to read it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, as Cato and Hornet take down uh, Bruno, the secret agent. That was doppelgangering uh, crime boss. I think that's it a gets deep, word. bro. Doppelgangering. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. How do you call it? What do you call it? Replace. Um, he's replaced. Cato and uh, Cato and Hornet are gonna. You know, they're taking him into custody. But as they're leaving the warehouse, Bruno pulls a little uh, lever, and Hornet ends up falling down into a big pit with a bunch of spikes. As you do. Yeah, as and you uh, do. <laughs> at the end of the comic, you're left with um, Cato holding onto uh, the Hornet's hand over a pit of spikes and. The artwork for all of these are really good. Yeah, I, I, I wanted I like to mention that earlier. It, it they looks, pop. It's a little classic. Like, I mean, you can oh, tell yeah. it's 90s, but at the same time, it's like, it's that, like, top-tier 90s type art. Oh, also, what I forgot to mention is uh, the three crime bosses. All three of them are uh, reference after Humphrey Bogart, James Cagney, and Edward G. Robinson. Oh. The artwork is for them. Yeah. So, like, you'll see that a lot in this. The artwork will be referencing something like that but yeah a lot of it's really good it's it's like the 1966 uh tv show basically. okay well uh in the second one uh they escape with the help of the shadow which it is a real isn't really a you know credited in the book it's just yeah. the artwork referencing all that uh but he tips them off to an antique store that gets destroyed <laughs> and uh the military explains well uh, what happened with the shop. It's just cover up for a project called Gladiator, 
And this is where it's going to get fun. Uh, <laughs> uh, Project Gladiator is a super serum for super soldiers. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, and I was talking about references, yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's for two different superhumans. Well, you you can forgive it because especially at this time they were it is playing, original. They were playing like, a lot. This was the the time the amalgam comics was going on. So oh, it was yeah. like yeah, it was really the time of them playing with all like okay, we've done this with the super soldier serum. What else can we do with that idea? Because that was a real thing. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, that was a real concept in American history. Yeah, it's a super soldier serum. Yeah, and it's not like they just made one. They actually have two in this comic, and okay. uh, then there's a third one from Germany. Yeah, it was a cover-up for Project Gladiator. And the name on the front of the antique shop is Kurtzberg's Antiques. And mm-hmm. that is a reference to Jack Kirby, the you know one of the original co-creators of Captain America. Okay. Yeah, so All there's right. like two Captain yeah, America references right there. On yeah. lookout outside of the uh, like investigation where Brett Reed's in there and he's finding out about Project Gladiator. On lookout, Cato spots Bruno disguised as a U.S. colonel. And he tries to catch him, but uh, he distracts him with a gang of, like, guys that were playing craps. But out of nowhere, Alpha One, uh, who is the super soldier, he was being shipped out at the same time near that same area. And Alpha One helps Shit. helps Kato beat uh, these guys that are playing craps. And uh-huh. Okay, the... so the super soldier's a good guy, then. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I thought he was going to end up being one of the bad guys. No, this, uh, yeah, this was a... Uh, the antique store was covered up for a U.S. Uh, Pentagon okay. project. Yeah, I guess it's uh, behind the Pentagon. It, it's all in, all in the book. You gotta read it, man. <laughs> I might like, borrow this one. Like, they even have to, like, turn this clock back and forth to, like, access it and everything. It's pretty cool. Alpha One helps him, and Bruno gets away. The spy that uh, Kato saw. The spy who shagged him. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this book just took a sexy turn. <laughs> yeah, it does, baby. Man. The Baroness will do it for you, and she's uh, they give her like full panels in here, bro. <laughs> Shit. Bruno gets away, and uh, turns out he dropped a piece of paper. That gives them their, you know, that gives them their next lead. But this uh, paper leads them to a U.S. Navy base. As uh, Kato and the Green Hornet are appearing inside of the uh, the cove uh, with the Navy base, a bunch of Nazis surround them. And it leaves us right there with a cliffhanger, you know, getting into the third book. Yeah, you gotta have a lot of cliffhangers. You there. gotta hang off that cliff. Which, yeah, very first book. <laughs> I bet but, they uh, did that on purpose. Yeah, like, let's do a cliffhanger. And it turns out that the Nazis are gonna blow it to bits. And that's, that's why, uh, you know... That guy had a piece of paper about it. As the Nazis do. <laughs> yeah, no. I just love the term blown to bits. As uh, the Hornet accidentally succeeds in getting their attention. He accidentally succeeds. Either way. Accidentally succeeds. Yeah, just not the way he planned to. He <laughs> kind of falls down and makes a big old ruckus. And yeah, I, everybody I tries to shoot him. That's <laughs> what people don't appreciate about the... Uh, don't get me wrong, the Seth Rogen movie isn't perfect like it isn't it's seth rogan if he was the green hornet but there are elements like that in that movie yeah yeah, that's green hornet right there (laughs) which uh that's what led me to read uh to buy the book i think it was really cheap and i was like oh i'd like to check out green hornet after seeing that like to see what the real content is. yeah green hornet is kind of a schmuck who's useful at times (laughs) Kato is the real hero. I mean, he's not bad in, in this. Apparently, he has, he he's has a better role. detective in the comics. Yeah, he so, gets yeah, a better fighting that, yeah. style. And 
He's not so bad. He does come up with one-liners. He's more of like a... Yeah, but the, those one-liners would kind of make him a smart. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's part of the that. element. <laughs> like, uh, when he falls down and accidentally gets the Navy's attention, he says, oh, watch that first step. It's a killer, you know? <laughs> and then he looks up and all these guys are trying to shoot him. Yeah. Uh, the Nazis, of course. Yeah. As Nazis do. As Hornet accidentally succeeds, uh, the Germans' planned sabotage of uh, the submarines and everything fails. <clears throat> However, Bruno and his men surround Hornet and Cato as the U.S. Navy escapes on those two subs. They got out of there in time. The The bomb does blow up. It's all very epic. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, you'll... Big bone in the book, whatever. You'll have to read the book. <laughs> if you can find it. I've luckily found all four There's of these. probably a trade of it. Yeah, I've, I've found uh, all four comic books at different stores in different towns. Bruno and his man have surrounded Green Hornet, and the duo are saved by the Yankee Commando. And can you guys <laughs> guess yeah. who that is? Like, can you guess who that's supposed to be? Uh, that super soldier guy. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, there he is. And uh, he's not—he's not the one that helped Cato though. This is the second. This is Alpha Two, I think. The other one was yep. Alpha One. You but, know what uh, though? That actually kind of looks like the Bucky Barnes version of Captain America, which yeah, happened way after this. Maybe they took a little from Captain America, and Captain America took a little bit of them. Took a little bit of them. <laughs> yeah. The artwork shows you, it's actually Sergeant Rock. Oh, you ever heard oh. Yeah, yeah Sergeant, Sergeant Rock, Rock is like class. Yeah, right. they don't say his name, but he's Blast. got the cigar, and he's Does giving he up. predates Superman? I don't think pretty he, old. I don't think he predates Superman, but he's definitely it's like... right there on yeah, the Yeah, he, he's old as shit. Yeah, the artwork is uh, referencing... Uh, Sergeant Rock there. I think um, about every company has had a piece of Sergeant Rock. Yeah. Right. yeah. Gotta get a little rock in here. Yankee Commando kills Bruno accidentally. <laughs> something, <laughs> yeah, something uh, I guess Captain America would never do. He doesn't know his own strength yet and totally hurls this guy's body off the cliff. <laughs> <laughs> so he's dead. They're like, don't worry about it. And, uh, and then here in a couple scenes you get uh, Brett Reed at... The commissioner's office. You'll have to read it, but I just want, I only want to. Com- he's in it. Commissioner Gordon's office. Right. Hey, <laughs> with the ring. Ah <laughs> oh, shit! This is Dawnbreaker again, is it? <laughs> yeah. Um, Yankee Commando kills Bruno. Cato and Hornet escape after raiding Bruno's car and finding their next clue. With that next clue, Brett Reed goes to the commissioner and some of the military. But in a couple of these panels, his secretary is supposed to be. Judy Garland uh, reference. I don't get it. This is just shit you looked up on me. <laughs> no, this, like, I, I've, re- I've read the back of the comic books. There's a whole bunch oh, of... Oh, they actually have something in the back of the books, huh? Well, it's where uh, readers have sent in letters. Holy and this is where I found most of these references. I always feel bad because huh. I never... Re- not even... I decided... I've actually started doing that with a lot of stuff I'm reading. I yeah. should really start doing that with classic books because Paper Girls has this whole section like that too, but it's not actual readers. It's mm-hmm. stuff they have written from like... Supposedly from that the time. 1980s. Right. Like in the first uh, Sting of the Green Hornet comic. You really turned me around. <laughs> <laughs> if you read the first Sting of the Green Hornet, uh, they talk about... Uh, uh, one of the uh, readers is like, oh, that's the the Shadow for sure. And now comics wrote back. They're like, no, that's not him. We don't have any rights to him. We don't plan on doing a book. Before you had the internet, 
Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Guess what? Yeah. In every single one of these four issues, someone's like, "There's the shadow," and they do not correct him after that <laughs> because they—that's exactly what they did. They just yeah. wanted to make sure that they said it's not, so they don't get in trouble. I think. Okay, so heading us up, we got yeah, yeah, issue yeah. four is up next. So all they know with their next uh, clue is that it has something to do with President uh, Roosevelt is getting on this train, and there's going to be something going down. So Green Hornet and Kato go and they check the place out. They stake it out and they notice a weird ambulance that's dropped a patient off at the train. So Green Hornet sneaks onto the train while Kato follows the ambulance. And Green Hornet gets to uh, the president's cabin and out walks Lois Lane and Clark Kent. Because oh they've, God. yeah, they've got the the latest scoop on. I was uh, just joking, but they really did bring DC yes. into this. You shit. have to uh, look at this picture for sure. Um, <laughs> oh my God, it is Lois and it is Clark Kent. Yeah, yeah, as soon as I hit this third book and was still reading all of it, I was like, Oh my God, yeah, they're writing tons of uh, references in here, and they're all on purpose. Holy shit, I'm not this, just recognizing this story. Them. Really, was kind of a love letter to a lot of different comic influences. Yeah, I liked it. Uh, wow. I, I started buying it, and it took me about like three different years to get the whole set, and then I was like, yeah, I'll read it now, and I love it. It's yeah. great. <laughs> but, uh, where, oh, um, yeah, he gets to the president's cabin, and Lois and Clark uh, walk out of the out of there. He's like, oh, looks like they got the scoop first, because he works for a newspaper, too. <laughs> Brett Reed tries to explain um, the plans of the Baroness and... Uh, the Nazi regiment to the president by reveal, you know, revealing himself as Brett Reed. He's like, "Look, you can trust me." And as he does that, a guard oh, wow. walks in. Yeah. yeah, a guard walks in. At that moment, the president pulls a gun on the Green Hornet and is like, <laughs> "Arrest this man!" And it turns out that president is also, uh, what were we calling it? He's been doppel doppelgangering. <laughs> He's been doppelgangering this whole time. Yes, and it's so cool to like see him, uh, just like turn evil. At one point, I, I just really like the artwork they got with uh, FDR here. Yeah, this is great. He's in a wheelchair. He's got a gun out. Like, he's smug <laughs> as fuck. Oh, uh, uh, well, this leads into a big conflict. They they get into a whole uh, a rustle here, and the fake President Roosevelt uh, chews a cyanide capsule and kills himself. Oh, and my you God. This, you got this crazy little creepy scene of him, like, dying while smiling. Holy and shit. It's awesome. <laughs> I, I really uh i thought it was cool this leads us to the fourth book it's called uh final for fdr well i guess uh the hornet and kato find out that the baroness has fdr at a harbor in a near uh city and basically the fourth book ends up with hornet kato the u.s army the yankee commando and the coast guard all coming down on this bitch and they rescue the president and the baroness is taken away Green Hornet and Kato are pardoned by the president for all their crimes. And at the on the very last page, it shows like the two uh, military people who drove off with the Baroness to take her to the prison. Uh, it shows that they've both been stabbed in the back. They're dead. And there's a note on their back, and it says, Till we meet again. And uh, the Baroness got away Holy in the very shit. end. So, there's so it's like, it's open-ended. Yeah, it's a great story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't remember what I was going to say. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, no, that sounds... Awesome. Like, I want to borrow it off of you, but I also can tell you I will not get to it right away. Yeah, there's a lot more stuff to read right <laughs> yeah. now. Okay, so there are two things I wanted to talk about. First, 
Uh, I started the uh, what, what turned out to be the second volume to New Mutants because we've got the the movie coming out and stuff, and I, I only have this um, I want to say twelve or thirteen issue run. So this actually took me by surprise because I knew I had this run. And I kind of wanted to get an idea of what we were getting into with the movie, and uh, yeah, this is way different because the movie, <laughs> as we talked about in uh, what two episodes ago, about. This, the movie is going to be heavily horror-based. Yeah. And this is any fucking thing but. It doesn't come without its its brand of tragedy. But essentially it focuses around this little girl whose mother was killed during a riot in Venezuela. Whose name is Sophia, I can't remember the last name. I didn't take notes like Travis did. <laughs> Again. Right. But anyways, this this girl finds out that she has a father in the States who's a millionaire. She goes to live with him, and she ends up at a local prep school where nobody seems to, to dig her. They all think she's a freak, and this is before they know that she's a mutant who can control wind. After a while of being neglected by her millionaire father and all the kids crapping on her, she eventually decides to skip school go to a store that his father or her father owns and destroy the place with her wind powers. Huh. Uh, this gets her arrested. She, she gets uh, locked up. And then we see the only character who is actually from this upcoming film, who is Danielle Moonstar, who from what I've put together, because I started to read, I only intended to read two issues. I've read four <laughs> uh, of this who, who have put together through these four issues is actually an original member of the first New Mutants team, who I think is the focus of this film. Magic, Wolfsbane, Mirage, Sunspot, uh, Speedball. Cannonball. Cannonball, that's right. Oh. Uh, Speedball is a whole other thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Cannonball. But her father basically is starting to uh, to disown her. He's going to send her back to Venezuela. And then Daniel Morning, uh, Moonstar, Morningstar is the devil. <laughs> Daniel Moonstar uh, comes in and ends up giving them a different option, which is the Xavier School for Gifted Children. Of course I'm going to take notice uh, of this. Or this is the uh, Xavier School for Higher Learning is what they say in this. Uh, maybe they rebranded at some point. I don't know. But, <laughs> we um, need to find a way to get kids in here. <laughs> right? <laughs> we we got to really change our energy. Do we have a mascot yet? <laughs> Wolverine's just not cutting it. Yeah, where's the fucking mascot? <laughs> Actually, Wolverine's cutting everything. That's the problem. <laughs> God damn it. And and then from there, it, it kind of, uh, through this four-issue arc, we're, we're kind of just building up to whatever this new mutants team is going to be. We have uh, this girl, Lori, whose powers are uh, basically pheromone-based. And if she feels attraction, it lets off intense pheromones that breed attraction. If she feels fear, it breeds fear, and so on and so forth. And like, what so her, her, her emotions of, like, affect her basically pheromones. Basically translate to make everyone else feel that emotion, Yeah, exactly. Too. I've seen wow. it in use before in different yeah. things. Uh, so our, so yeah. our second issue was really about her. We dip back back and forth between Daniel Moonstar and, uh, yes, Professor Xavier, who... so weird. And I don't, like, because I never follow X-Men. I don't... And here's another example. Here's a book I thought I could jump into without needing to really know anything else. But 
For some reason, Professor X is not in a wheelchair, and I have no idea what that's He's about. He's just walking up, looking pretty buff, he actually. Gets, yeah. <laughs> pretty there's, nice. There's probably a 16 to 20 issue story that happens in between, like, five different books that leads up to the fact that he's walking around and buff. Yeah, it's... And I don't know what the hell it's about. It's, it's called uh, huh. New Mutants. X got his groove back. <laughs> X got his groove back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, like, that is why I don't follow X-Men, because... Because there's always there's so much, always something you just cannot fucking figure out yeah. unless you read an entire other story between too many fucking books. You know what they say, I hate man. X is gonna give it to you. <laughs> and even, yeah, oh, very nice. <laughs> and even in reading this, like I said, this is volume two. Like I don't know about that other. Um, X for or New Mutants team, and they make references to whatever happened with that team that I don't, I don't understand. The only thing yeah. I know about like the volume one of New Mutants that ran for a hundred issues is they those were a lot of like short stories or like single issue stories. Well, well and... apparently it came to a to a huge like shitty end because by the oh. end. Of uh, issue two, no, it's not issue two. I'm sorry, issue three. We find out that one of them, Magma, is now. Well, I would say comatose. They don't ever say that she's in a coma, oh. but yeah, she's she's laid up in a hospital bed. This leads us into some of the deeper elements of this, which which are connected to the first run of New Mutants. And one of the things that happens throughout, like, I, they still haven't really resolved it in issue four, but Professor Xavier is trying to get Danielle to say yes to a teaching job. He has her at least agreeing to go recruit mutants, which is how she got Sophia to the school, was that uh, she had heard about Sophia on the news. She showed up there and was like, hey, I know this place. And that's that was in issue one. So, uh, really, honestly, just trying to wrap it up a little bit here, because I don't have the full story, I haven't read the whole arc yet, but within issue three, uh, we see Sophia blow off this boy that she likes at the Xavier School for um, the chick whose uh, emotions affect her pheromones, and that's her power. It turns out that they're great roommates because Sophia's power is wind and pheromones travel through wind. So, so long as they're together, one cannot really affect the other. And uh, it, it, it's really a great team up. But yeah, he, he, so he's calling her a freak and everything. That's why she blow, uh, Danielle blows him off. Or not Danielle, but Sophia blows him off. In issue four, we, we get introduced to another new character, some guy who uh, apparently his power is when he's near people, he can absorb what they know. It's not necessarily telekinesis. He can't read their minds or project anything or whatever, but like if someone has read an entire book, he knows everything that they know about that book. Like he, he absorbs knowledge hmm. uh, from people, I guess. And uh, he's this great student, though. Apparently, he tries really hard because all he wants is to actually be a knowledgeable person. And the things that he absorbs fade, fade after time. So he, need, he feels like he needs to ramp up his ability to learn and study and, and get into a good college and all this stuff even harder than the normal person because he needs to differentiate between what he's absorbed and what he actually knows. And uh, 
we see Danielle go to this town where she reconnects with one of the other new mutants from the original run. They uh, they uncover this society who's all about like hating mutants. Hating mutants is a big drive in this. Like uh, the the racial uh, or, or in this case, I should say, special uh, yeah. divide is is a very evident thing that plays into this story as well. And this this group comes to attack this kid, and they're there. And turns out what. Uh, Actually, it doesn't turn out. She says it pretty much for the first <laughs> issue. But what Danielle's power is, is she can project images into people's minds. So these people come after this kid, and she projects the entire X-Men 20-some-odd characters just in one panel. Like, you've got um, Cyclops, Angel, Storm, Jean Grey, Wolverine, Beast. They're all there, and she projects them all into these people's minds. They, <laughs> they freak out, and they run out. But one of them isn't fooled, and they got to beat him, blah, 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 whatever. But, uh, and then we lead off with the, the kid deciding to join and go to the Xavier School, and they all decide to join up. And so that's that's where issue four leads us off. It's an interesting story. The art sometimes is hard to get through. Like the covers look great, but the actual art inside the book is so. I mean, look at this guy's forehead is further <laughs> out than his chin. That's like, what I like yeah. about most of the old comic. Oh, sorry. Because uh, the sting of the Green Hornet, you can tell that they painted most of it. Like yeah, they did it by hand painting. outside of the computer yeah. beforehand. And this and, was two thousand three. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, this on the covers, when... you'll get like a really sweet painted, um, you know, people fighting or yeah, some pastels or watercolor or something. But in the books, yeah, you usually get a, a lot of just, you know, digital Yeah, coloring. this was when digital was starting to become the transitional thing. Like, people were going digital a little, bit, a little bit more with their art and stuff. And you can really tell it in this book. It's pungent. Like, is <laughs> the best way I could put it, pungent. That's sound bad, the though. only way you could put it. Yeah, probably. Uh, and then the other story I wanted to talk about is actually... I don't really want to talk so much about the overall arc as much as I want to talk about where it led off to for me. What I'm talking about here is the Oz effect, which is a rebirth story that has been taking place in action comics. And it is the the next big thing in the whole rebirth initiative and everything. And the reason I want to talk about this Overall, the story is, and if you have not had it spoiled for you yet, it's it's been taking place over the past like three, two or three months now. I want to say, mm-hmm. so you should kind of know who Miss Roz is at this point. But if you don't, I'm not going to spoil it. Essentially, the the I'm revelation of who Mister Roz is causes a rift in the Kent family, and that plays out up until part five. And the reason I bring up part five is because these last two pages were very impactful to me today. The first of the the last two pages is Superman, Lois, and John Kent, uh, Superman and Lois's son, standing on top of the Daily Planet building. And Superman has taken a moment to hear everything that's going on. And you see all these, uh, if you've read Superman enough, you know, like, what his super hearing uh, speech bubbles look like and that's what we've got up here and you're hearing suicide rate among 
veterans, uh, lack of faith, rampant poverty, leave it, uh, love it or leave it, didn't notice the man's body as they walked past, the violation of child labor laws, social worker found dead, directionless teens, unregistered chaos, partly turned violent, just like, and I mean, this entire page is covered in these speech bubbles. That's, yeah. that's just a few. And what you have... Amongst these speech bubbles is a very worried-looking Lois Lane and a confused John Kent off in the background, and Superman kind of hunched over the edge of the Daily Planet's uh, banister, face shrouded in darkness, obviously emotionally distraught Superman listening to all this happen. And then when we get to the second page, the last super hearing speech bubble says situation uh, described as beyond hope you have lois approaching clark saying clark are you okay he turns around and says the people are losing hope lois and he starts to fly up silhouetted in the sunlight and john asks him where are you going dad and he says back to work these two pages alone, after all the story that, that transpired throughout them, which is kind of removed from these two pages, but also an extreme driving force to these two. Uh, it's a big point. It is make. a exactly in this day and age. It, it's so emotional. I and I posted this on my Facebook. I actually cried. Yeah, I like I teared up. I I could not be it'd be anything but moved by these two. In a world where we need a Superman, and a world where I don't know if a Superman would know what to do, this book reassured me because when I was on that first page, that first to the last two pages, I, I felt like it was going to go to a dark place. I felt like it was going to go, Superman doesn't know what to do. How does he deal with all this stuff? How is he going to do yeah, this? Uh, that's what I was going to say. It looks like, um, I don't know if I'd be ruining anything, Um if but, you do, I can cut it up. <laughs> um, Oz tries to convince... Because I'm not saying who Oz is. Yeah, I was actually just about to say something. Oz so convinces him that he needs to leave Earth and none of this matters. Yeah, they it, don't deserve humanity him. is beyond redemption. Uh, I mean, I guess that's what uh, creates these bubbles uh, that you're talking about here. Um, yeah, he finally decides to take things. notice, maybe. Like, maybe he hasn't paid enough attention up until this point. Yeah, he's been caught up. Yeah, and I was just realizing what Mr. Oz was talking about, this whole arc. And, he yeah, still, and that's... He that's, still takes the same footing with it. He's like, you know, it's time to get back Well, to yeah, work. and that, that's what made me think, like, maybe we're about to see a change. Maybe Superman... Like, he was about to leave? Yeah, maybe Superman is, like, not... It, maybe he sees things Oz's way now. Like, well, what is Superman going to decide here? And when Superman... Flies up into the sky That's the and vibe says, I was getting. "Back to work." It's like, holy fuck! This is this is why Superman has always been our Superman. That's he yeah. is everything that we want to aspire to be. This is what has me reading. I get these the books. feeling that he's uh, like I picture in my head. You know, you're left to think, "What's he gonna do?" I would like to go back to the action comics that you read, and yeah. basically, he would be. Running back and forth, yeah, doing as many. At the beginning of this arc, when as when many all good this like shit is at its boiling point, he's running back and forth, like he's 
yeah. is trying to get there as fast as he can in some of these situations he, he doesn't make it to. Yeah. There's that whole, uh, we covered it on the show, where he, he prevents these people from killing these immigrants because they're taking jobs and stuff. No, and uh, it uh, apparently it caused this caused this whole stir and we said on the show like well you obviously don't know fucking superman if this offends you if this doesn't make sense to you superman is a man of the people and we're all people you know so uh this just the way this began and the way it ended is such a reaffirming superman book in a day and age where we need superman where we where if a man were to come out of the sky with these ideals, it would probably be the best thing that could ever happen to us. And some of the things in those speech bubbles are like exactly inherent to the exact things that are happening. Now. Oh yeah, yeah. So this is one of the books I'm uh, reading out of the like uh, four almost every books I'm reading at the mm-hmm. minute or stories. Yeah, yeah I've uh, got I've got you reading everything Rebirth like important. yeah basically. Yeah. Also, well, I mean at the same time I'm reading Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> You know, I've got all the books yeah. out, man. I, I just got done with Bruce Campbell's uh, autobiography, but back to the Oz effect. Yeah. Uh, that is one of the stories I'm uh, wanting to finish out because also um, I thought we were going to get a little more on Doomsday Clock. Yeah, well, we're going to do uh, an entire episode uh, recapping Rebirth oh, up yeah. to Doomsday Clock. Probably something like what we did on the last well, episode. Well, I thought we'd get more of uh, that kind of stuff in these books. Um, yeah. In the Oz effect. Yeah, books. really. It was only just. It, it wasn't as impactful in the way I thought it would be as it turned out to be. Yeah. Uh, and you'll find out. You haven't read the last two yet. But, Very true. Uh, yeah, you'll find out. The, I don't know. It's just. Uh, it's one of those things where. Uh, and in my life, not to get personal, because again, that's not what this show is for. But I, I've been going through some tough times and stuff. Stuff that would make you want to quit. That would make you see, like this is why it's all pointless type situations and um yeah this this did something to me today and i thought it was a very important story um for anyone like whether you're up to date on rebirth or not read this story just as an outlook on humanity and what we can be to rise above it and in superman's case literally because he can fly so i think that's going to uh bring us to a close and we're gonna retire these to the long box and uh go into the news it's time for the news the phone booth news that's right guys it's time for the phone booth news where we try to give you the news faster than deadpool can save the day which uh according to the official or the first deadpool trailer gives us three minutes 45 seconds um odal let me get the actual page open up and whenever you're ready with the clock and go in video game news the ps4 spider-man game coming 2018 released a new story-based trailer featuring plenty of peter footage and in my speculation it shows mary jane as a playable character peter footage yeah yeah i thought so too (laughs) i knew when i was writing it in comics news uh, Mara, Queen of Atlantis, and the newest Justice League member is actually getting her own six-issue series written by Dan Abbott, and the limited Ooh. series is set to hit shelves February 28th. Nice. The recently resurrected Jean Grey is getting her own X-Men team as well, furthering the team's transformation into Pokemon. X-Men Red joins Blue and Gold in February as well. Or Silver. 
<laughs> right? <laughs> In bigger comics news, after 18 years with Marvel Comics, writer Brian Michael Bendis is coming to DC Comics. Yeah. The news broke pa- this past Tuesday on Twitter with DC saying, Ah, oh, fuck, why didn't I... Oh, no, I did it again. The last time I did phone booth news, I fucked this up, too. With DC saying, we are beyond thrilled to welcome Brian Michael Bendis exclusively to the DC family with the multi-year, multifaceted deal. He's one of the premier writers in the industry, having created so many unforgettable stories, whether he's been wherever he's been, and we can't wait to see what he has planned for the DC universe. In movie news, Mark Miller uh, took to Twitter with an image of Kick-Ass and Hit-Girl from the 2013's Kick-Ass 2 film and stated there will be big news coming this week. Keeping with trend, (laughs) Disney also made a big announcement on Twitter by releasing their full cast for the upcoming live-action Lion King remake. While some have been known for a while, the big surprise is James Earl Jones returning to the role of Mufasa. (laughs) I love that. You lose it (laughs) Deadpool 2 released their first poster, and it's got a warm Rockefellian feel you may recognize. (laughs) The Disney Channel star, Asher Angel... Known for his role as Josh Beck in, on Andy Mack, has been cast as Billy Batson in the Shazam film yeah. set to hit theaters in April 2019. In TV news, Netflix announced that Ellen Page has been cast as Vanya in the lead as the lead character of the Umbrella, the, uh, Umbrella Academy oh. set to launch sometime in 2018. Yeah, it's going to be good. Uh, Sci-Fi also announced a full cast for its adept adaptation of Deadly Class Fuck. Aside from Benedict Wong, the cast is made up relatively of unknowns, although you may remember Lana Condor, set to play Saya, for making news last year in her very first role, which was Jubilee in X-Men Apocalypse. Oh! Fans of the Star Trek-inspired sci-fi comedy The Orville will be happily unsurprised that the show's been renewed for a second (laughs) season. And The Runaways, a story about a group of teenagers that discover their parents are supervillains, released their first trailer. Check out this Hulu-exclusive series November 21st. Uh, Although no launch date is set, Disney and Lucasfilm are officially moving forward with a live-action Star Wars TV series that will be exclusive to the Disney streaming service set to come late 2019. And that is the phone booth news. Ooh, that is close. I really thought I lost it on that one. Our time on this one was three... Minutes, 38 seconds. A lot of good Ooh. things in there. That yeah, I this was a jam-packed yeah. phone booth. I'm right excited there. for the Dead the Class stuff. Yeah, that was a that was a cool uh, little release there. And it actually it got me looking to a lot of things on IMDb. But uh, for some reason or another, I ended up on Tara Strong. And look at these fucking actress credits. 496 actress credits damn yeah and watch okay i'll hit well, the it's i'll hit the down thing animated wait a minute watch this watch it go 2015 and we're we're still going and we're still going 12 and we're still going and we're still if you remember tara strong was actually harley quinn in uh what the animated series yeah yeah 
so we're going back to that. we're we're just exiting the the 2000s now. We're we're, down, we're exiting the In 1990s. The Holy shit! Okay, we just hit the end of it. It goes all the way back to 1986. Uh, yeah. So wow. holy shit, Tara's strong, man. She's she's everywhere. You likely you likely know hundreds of things that she has done, but <laughs> never knew the name. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Hey, guys, any of those uh, articles we covered in Phone Booth News, you can check out on the Sort of My Comics page on Facebook and like it. <laughs> and now that's going to go ahead and lead us into our first big story, one of three, which is the Disney CEO, Bob Iger, revealed Rain Johnson is going to be creating his own Star Wars trilogy that will break away from the Skywalker family and will introduce new characters and Kathleen Kennedy actually called this a blank canvas for the for oh. this, yeah blank canvas. So we're getting we don't know if he's gonna pull from like stuff that's already happened. We don't know if he's gonna create his own entire just like this is happening in the Star Wars universe, but it's never affected anything that's actually happened. In and the everything Star Wars. that he's gonna write is gonna be canon, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh well, yeah, wow. everything. Okay, everything Disney um, Star Wars that gets produced right now yeah. is canon. They, I mean, they have a group of people that sit around and talk about this, like that. Okay, twenty four seven. They're making sure yeah. the universe. You know, I would not be surprised with with <laughs> Star Wars being Star Wars. Yeah, We're gonna make I, sure this universe. There is are on religions track. based around this shit. Like no yeah. shit, there are actual religions based around Star Wars. So I would not be surprised if they took it that seriously. So my question to you guys is, what would you want to see from something like this? Uh, I, I've seen a couple of things being kicked around there. I got my ideas, but what do you guys think would be a, this would be a breeding ground for? <laughs> well, this is a. I guess I want to see a, a Star Wars porno trilogy. <laughs> uh, Zach and Mary make a porno. They already did that. It is, well, there is an actual Star Wars porno parody. Right, yeah. yeah. Um, Which we'll cover in our porno commentary. <laughs> commentary after all. Stay tuned, guys. Yeah. Um, SMP. Anyway. Oh, shit. Um, but uh, this is kind of my little. Uh, attribute sometimes is uh, I'll go ahead and read all the YouTube comments. Okay. And so for Good. this one, uh, the trailer that I watched, uh, can't remember what page. What, it was the, uh, if it's what I linked you to, it was the actual Star Wars page where this was announced first. Oh, okay. That's yeah, the one that I read. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Most of the fans are saying uh, Old Republic, Old Republic, Old Republic. Yeah, and that's, that's what uh, I wanted to bring up. Yeah. yeah um, the Old Republic. I wish I could credit the YouTuber's name, but he said, <laughs> just uh, like, Dot dot dot. Boba Fett's hand comes out of the Sarlacc pit, <laughs> and that's the trailer. Okay, <laughs> so I'm gonna, so I'm gonna go from there. And uh, okay, so the reason I don't think Old Republic is on the table, I want it to be. Like I, yeah. like, oh my god, the Old Republic is totally untapped by this new Star Wars canon yeah. Other entirely. Than the games, uh, right? No, uh, the games. Well, are okay, not there's canon. there's the MMO game, which I guess is canon. Uh, they've never officially said it was, but they they're still running it and releasing shit for it. So I'm assuming it's canon. But the actual Xbox games, the Knights of the Old Republic games for yeah. uh, one and two, they are not. Oh, they are okay. no longer canon. I'm... Or at least they've never said they were. So any of that stuff. Then you've got all the the comic books that came out from the Old Republic. You've got all the novels that came out from the Old Republic. None of that stuff is canon anymore. So. 
The reason oh. I don't think that they're going to go that route is because they said it's it's going to introduce new characters from a never explored corner of the galaxy. Blank slate, like when Kathleen Kennedy old, said. Old Republic be the start of it all, anyways. Yeah, the start of everything. Yeah, but and we it, don't. Of have course, you probably have them borrow from what has happened and the way they're they're pitching this. But yeah, like I said, they just total blank canvas. Like they they. They're wanting to work from originality here. And uh, with Ryan Johnson, I believe he's going to come up with something all new. And if nothing else, what you were saying about the Boba Fett thing. Oh, like, yeah. that's, that's the thing yeah, I actually I just want to see that video. Like, the hand comes out and then black. <laughs> you know, like, this Christmas. Instead the of doing it. Because after they announced <laughs> they were going to do these one-off movies, like they do Solo, which is coming out. Yeah. And, uh, and they've done Rogue One already. Like, everyone said... Boba Fett, like do a Boba Fett movie and shit. Yeah, I feel like this would be a great place to uh, to go into the underground. Like a lot of other people have been saying, like that's the second most popular opinion of what this could be is going into the bad guys, and that's oh, right okay. up uh, Rain Johnson's alley. It, it, this is the guy who made Looper. So oh, yeah, yeah. So like that is right up his alley. That is well yeah. within his ability and that's that's also what a world we... we don't have a lot of experience in some novels yeah. have done it in in canon but uh yeah if the guy from looper is doing this wouldn't it be great if we get three uh, uh star wars movies where at the end of each one is a total mind fuck it's like <laughs> oh okay he's not in night Shyamalan, but maybe yeah maybe something like, still looper was uh it was great i feel yeah. like we're already gonna be getting that from the last jedi <laughs> like uh i feel like this new trilogy is fitting into the old trilogy in the way of, like, the first one's a very uplifting one, and the the second one's going to be, like, holy shit, our hero's just lost all throughout this. And then the third one is going to be the redemption film. Right. You know. uh, I know that uh, Rogue One uh, fills in a gap, but isn't it all new characters? Yeah. Yeah, never, so that's never kind of a new reference characters and stuff. Yeah, that's kind of a new spot there. I, I, I would trust them doing uh, something with new people. New yeah, people. I mean, there's, I mean, it's a huge galaxy, several galaxies. Yeah. And even um, the First Order, from what I know of them reading what novels that I have, they started constructing themselves outside of the mapped areas. Like they, so when they first came on the scene, they came out of nowhere. You know, oh, almost yeah. literally out of the remnants of the empire you know <laughs> yeah I, like if they're gonna do a whole new thing with all new characters completely separated from this franchise that we've all grown with i'm down for it i, I want to know yeah. yeah if they get entirely away from almost the force even yeah. stuff like that like a group of scavengers yeah or and, something and rogue random. one only ever had the force mentioned in name yeah Nobody like you can do that use the force like a little yeah. trickle of uh some of the other movies and mythology yeah. to it but rather just some story that is also taking place in the universe. Yeah. That has nothing to do with anything. Yeah. I, I would love to see <laughs> that. Even if, even if it's not like an under, like a Star Wars underground, like with all the bad guys. And Probably even if it's not an old Republic film, I'm interested. I'm down. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Odell, you got any thoughts here? You've been very quiet during this one. Oh, I, I've what, actually been kind of sitting you, here thinking. What do you hate? Star Wars? Do you not well, like that, Star Wars? Well, like, where, where would they go? Like, I think Alpha Spectre hates Star Wars. Hashtag boycott Alpha's unboxing. <laughs> <What? laughs> <laughs> uh, now, honestly, like, it, it, it depends on the the timeline where, where they're wanting to take things. Like, 
is he wanting to write this up after this trilogy's over with? Yeah, and that that is a like, big question mark right like, now. Like, where, oh, where's yeah. the timeline going to take place? Like, are we going to get stuff that, like, the timeline is before, like, the episodes one, two, and three? I don't like, think it matters. If, we yeah, gonna, we could still get a movie where it doesn't fit. We don't know. Yeah, if it doesn't <laughs> affect the Skywalker storyline, and if it if it's taking part in a part of the galaxy we've never explored before, with all new characters we've never met. Where does the blue milk do, come from? You can do Banthas. anything with this. You can do it at any time. Wait, am I the only one who knows this? What? Where the blue milk comes from? I have no idea. It's what? a Bantha. Oh. oh yeah, it's ba- oh my god, it's yes, a it is Bantha milk. Fuck, I didn't okay. know that. It just kind of yeah. it hasn't been. I don't feel like it. anyone's referenced it as bantha milk in like forever. Except that uh, yeah. Chewbacca comic book I drew. If you go to Simple Interesting oh, Visions yeah. page, well, you will see that on the like shelf two uh, years ago. <laughs> you will see on the shelf uh, of that picture I drew a little carton yeah, of bantha milk. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Where, the, the whole yeah, Simple where, Interesting Visions yeah. take on it. The dude but, is sipping out of uh, the milk, but instead it's Chewbacca drinking ba- bantha the milk. Chewed. Yeah, El um, Chewiness, <laughs> El Chewiness, El Chewiness, if yeah. you will. Yeah, no, uh, that is a good. Like, that is a good point. Just though. like, yeah. you know, depending on where they want to put this in, in the timeline of things, like, and then if it's gonna be like Little no bit. one we've ever heard of in anything that's canon, mm-hmm. like there's a. Like everything that's canon, there are so many characters, so many things like involved yeah. in that. But it's like even we, even just with what we have now, since they like hit, uh, like yeah. hit the slate when they first bought it, and they were like, "Look, it's the movies, the TV shows, and Star Wars: The Old Republic MMO. That's it." Yeah, and then they started building out of that. Even that, like we we still have such a variety of things. That yeah, I'm like, sure we'll get a timestamp though, at least from an item, eventually, a locale. Yeah, I'm sure we will. We'll like, get it in the advertising, but, man. Like, yeah, you know, that, that leaves yeah. so much on the slate. Like you know, the the settlements, the like Anakin and like Skywalker and like all this stuff. Like the people that moved into this area and like. No, I don't think we're gonna get any of that. I think we're if they're really determined on building a trilogy outside of the Skywalker lineage, I think they're gonna new like, planet. In I general. think they're gonna cut like the word Skywalker will never be mentioned. You, you I, we so? may get lucky to hear so. Jedi. I could hear him saying something like. Uh, referencing the Dagobah planet if it's around that time, or and maybe they'll like they'll mention the fall of the Empire. But honestly, I, I seriously no doubt we're gonna hear anything like huge. Ewoks. Right. Yeah. Ewoks, yeah, Ewoks trilogy. trilogy. Here it is: Ewoks versus Porgs, <laughs> and that's the whole thing. <laughs> I you God know what? Damn, typical Porgs, man. <laughs> I would I would watch a made-for-TV movie about that. Hey, we're getting a we're getting a live action TV show. We're getting an all new trilogy. I would not. Oh my god! Can we just get an Ewok for, versus Porg TV made for episode? TV movies, uh, which actually oh, nowadays would be Netflix or Hulu exclusive yeah. movies, because <laughs> there's no such thing as a TV movie anymore, except for the ones that have already come out. <clears throat> or it might pick up in the Netflix comic books that we're talking about. Maybe it's Miller World. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Oh, shit. Just because I said. That doesn't mean they won't buy more, right? Buy more people. <laughs> so we'll see. Yeah, we, we will see. Um, another thing we're going to see about is uh, these Disney Fox talks. And that's what's going to bring us into our second topic of the episode. Um, Good news. Yeah. Uh, holy shit, man. It's, yeah, it's been a juggled thing. All right. Uh, so here's the story so far. Carry on my way. 
you and son. If you ever watch Supernatural, <laughs> you know, yeah. like you get that reference. Anyways, the story broke on November 6th that talks uh, had been happening over the last few weeks for the purchase of Fox's movie assets from Disney. Uh, since it's illegal for Disney to own more than one broadcast network, <laughs> it was only just the, the movie assets. They, yeah. They already own ABC. Yeah. Yeah. Because I read that wrong about the first 10 minutes. I was like, oh, great. <laughs> so now it's always Sony is going to be on the Here Disney we go. Street. But no, yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> then later that day, it actually came out that uh, that was true. But the discussion had stalled over several weeks ago, and uh, no official statement had been come out from either company that it was dead yeah. yet. But yeah, it was. I hear that it was. Uh, yeah, it was taken yeah, off it was, the table. Yeah, it was on like. Uh, well, it was just that they weren't talking anymore. Nobody. Yeah, they're done with it for the moment. But it then, but then, on the tenth, uh, CNBC reported that pencils aren't down, and I quote: "Pencils aren't down," which means uh, they're still talking. Um, and because <laughs> Sony and Disney's deal went through uh, for Spider-Man went through this like very similar yeah, yeah. news cycle, uh, uh, I happen. would say it's. It's still a thing. Like I, I would say it's still a very good chance. And it's Disney we're talking about. If anyone's yeah. who doesn't want that Disney. They're money? like the Barney Stinson of the entertainment world. Like they always get the yes. <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah, no so so here's what I wanna talk about out of this. Like, I mean you know, we can speculate all day, but uh if this goes down, if it, if they get the yes, what are your your big anticipations from this like what do you want to see the most come out of this because fox has fantastic four in the x-men franchise yeah so they yeah, yeah they have the, the movie rights over all of that those are the things i read about yeah uh x-men being brought over um we'll also be getting uh, if it does happen yeah we would be getting the uh theatrical star wars release would be yes moved to that's Lucasfilm. right uh yeah, uh, Fox and CBS. I want to say Fox CBS oh, has the uh, yeah has the rights to the original theatrical releases. Yeah, so and that'd be on since Lucasfilm. Disney bought Fox. It's been a, it, it has been a thing where they've wanted to release the original theatrical uh, theatrical versions cleaned up and put out on Blu-ray. Because I've I've said a million times I have the Blu-ray versions of um, the remastered versions. Yeah, uh, and they look like. Polished wise, they look like a brand new movie. They look gorgeous. So seeing the original theatrical release polished up like that would be amazing. Nah, yeah. I want that so bad. That's one of the. Yeah. That's one of the little uh, tidbits I read that was surprised me. I was like, oh, yeah. yeah. And he, you know that they're gonna re release them in because because they re release those in theaters all cleaned up and shit. They're gonna make so much fucking money. Yeah, that's so true. much fucking money. Uh, with X Men. Um, Wolverine and uh yeah Wolverine joining uh what Deadpool and wait <laughs> yeah. yeah Deadpool yeah. Uh, movies which honestly like is the only thing I could see them keeping canon now but, is the only yeah. time that uh, they could do some of those film yeah. things though and so it's like they better the decide the X Men <laughs> films as they are regardless of whether the continuity is a mess like it just doesn't plug in well so on oh, I, I could see them re rebooting the x-men franchise like starting from an x-men new Probably. movie number one but deadpool however i could easily see that plugging in to yeah. oh yeah to what we have and um 
And so, yeah, that would give us a great opportunity to have Deadpool. Because Deadpool <laughs> or Magneto was or an Red Avenger Body. recently, in recent years. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, he was an Avenger. My thing is that Hugh Jackman said he would return to the role of Wolverine if he got to play with the Avengers. If he got to be oh, in yeah, the Avengers. Yeah. yeah. So I could definitely say... Because yeah. most noteworthy is the Hulk. Wolverine made his first appearance in the Hulk comic yeah. book. So... I mean, we, we've been missing out on Wolverine fighting the Hulk. Yeah. We're missing out on Spider-Man annoying the shit out of Wolverine. We're uh, missing out on Wolverine being an Avenger. Also, with uh, Fantastic Four uh, being on Fox, uh, yeah, Spider-Man came from Fantastic yeah. Four. A yeah. bunch of them came from Fantastic Four. Well, and... like, Fantastic Four, and especially Reed Richards, they've yeah. been, like, a huge part of Marvel yeah. history and unfortunately, because of all of the movie rights bullshit, they found a way to just do without them. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Like we need to create a universe in which they it, never it's, exist. It's gonna be kind of weird for like if they if they get this and they do the Fantastic Four movie, it's gonna be kind of weird for the Fantastic Four to be the new kids on the block. <laughs> like, well, uh, see, but it, it could work if anyone can do it. It's, Disney can. It's Kevin Feige and the the uh, Disney and Marvel Studios and all that. And if they fail, if this, if an MCU Fantastic Four movie is a piece of crap, then we can't do it. Just give up on it forever. It can't be done. One last shot. Yeah. MCU can do it. MCU is the only ones who have a chance at, at making that that right. Even if the Fantastic Four isn't, uh, you know, very very interesting to your, you know, yeah. liking. Um, they would still be a, like expandable or expendable well, I'm not, I'm not... and worthwhile to have for stories like Scroll. Yeah, like the Scroll. Well, they're well, moving ahead with that regardless. Like I mean, that's already a part of like the MCU's next plans. Oh, it is? Yeah, World Worlds are already happening. Oh, like, World like, War Hulk. Like Reed Richards played a key part in the reason that happened. Yeah, yeah that's what but, I thought. Like, so uh, they're, they're, like you said, they're moving ahead without They could have them and have them be expendable, at least. Be yeah. like, they started this. I <laughs> I think they're just going to have to take Fantastic Four in a whole new direction if they mm -hmm. decide to go that route and uh, and see what they can do with them. Um, now, the one time we saw that before was Fan4Stick, and oh, it yeah. was just god I'm, fucking awful. I'm not watching that movie. I've seen it. It nope. is... The it is the shit, and by that I don't mean it's cool. I mean it is literally any pile of shit. Like that's it's, that's the shit over there. That is the that shit. is the pile of shit that's what, in my corner. That's, that's what's making that smell. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh that's that's that shit. <laughs> why why is your shelf decaying in that one spot? Oh, that's shit. I I've got fan four stick on DVD. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I actually don't. I never will. But, uh, yeah, so if they do anything with fan, Fantastic Four, they're going to have to do something original because they've had a, had trouble even well, gauging interest in the comics recently, and that's why they got rid of them. That's a, like, they, were, they couldn't kill them. Like, I could not see a world where the Fantastic Four were not at least a thing, but they were like, here's how we get rid of them. They're gods now, and you'll never see them. But you know that they're making Ooh. the universe. Yeah, Marvel Zombies—they uh, start the entire thing. Yeah, they were—they were the linchpin of Marvel Zombies, like That's hugely appreciated fucking Marvel property, and uh, yet still, 
Nobody gives a fuck about that. They bring in a lot of science and what they did with Spider-Man Homecoming. They need, you know what? The origin story. They need to do with them what they did with Green Lantern. Yeah. (laughs) The Flash and the DC Universe itself. They need Jeff Johns. (laughs) <laughs> they need him. Fantastic Four no, needs some Jeff Johns. No, fantastic, all hail. All hail. All hail. Fantastic Four <laughs> needs Disney Marvel. That's all I can say about that. Uh, I said we, we've uh, given that about as much flesh as we can. <laughs> Speaking of flesh, a lot of flesh flies in, in fighting games. I and mean, Injustice 2's Fighter <laughs> Pack 3 was just revealed. <sighs> uh, okay. Just before midnight, on Friday night, before the final match of the E-League Injustice 2 World Championship, the Fighter Pack 3 trailer debuted. Now, we've known uh, about the first character, the Atom, for a couple months now. And based on the silhouette and the character select screen, the Enchantress was a pretty obvious second. Uh, It's the third that most couldn't be pinned down. The only thing that was obvious was that there was a trench coat, uh, leading many to believe that it was like Constantine, nope. Rorschach, nope. or the long-rumored nope. Spawn. Nope. Uh, Although that would have been fucking cool. That would have been cool. It wouldn't have been a trench coat, though. But we never could have guessed, uh, could have guessed that it would be this lean, mean, green, incredible team, the heroes in a half shell, the Teenage Mutant Ninja motherfucking turtles! <laughs> yeah! I, oh, my God! I feel like if uh, Odell here hadn't ruined it for me anyway, <laughs> I feel like I would have known. Just before the podcast, I was about to show him the trailer. He had no clue going in, and then Odell fucking just said Fucking it. turtles! Accidentally, even. Like, you just got caught up and like, because we're so excited. I feel like I would have known if, uh, if I'd seen that around the same time as you guys. I'd be like, oh, did you guys see Raphael's uh, you know, thing in there? Yeah, yeah. But the way he walked up, because I've oh seen that movie God. so many times because of my son and everything. I'm just used to my, uh, you know, uh, not Michael. Uh, but Raph, yeah, being in the original the, like 1980s. yeah, being in the yeah. trench coat, walking yeah. like that, and um, as soon as you see that, it was, it was yeah, because what happens in the trailer, you see, you see Raiden get his ass kicked, you see fucking Manta, Black Manta get his ass kicked, you see Hellboy cigarettes sitting on the ground, and uh, you see some like oil spilling out, like obviously it's about to touch the cigarette, and then you you got uh, Adam. Uh, it, well, actually, you see Cindy Moon first, like, just as a bystander, and then you see Adam jumping out of this building, exploding because of the fucking barrels of oil and shit, and uh, this causes Cindy Moon to lose control and turn into the Enchantress. They start fighting, and then they get blown back, and then they're about to go at it again, and then boom, a sigh comes out of nowhere. And see, when I first watched it, I couldn't I couldn't tell what that was. Yeah, I know, like, again, like... Ninja Turtles is the furthest fucking thing from but, your mind. You couldn't have ever guessed but what that. what is the then, creators uh, of this game? Didn't they also do uh, DC um, Mortal Kombat? Yeah, well, yeah, NetherRealm. You could see them doing NetherRealm is in of charge of this. And um, what was it? Um, the big thing from uh, the... Well, okay, from Mortal Kombat... Uh, X and the one before that they had oh, Freddy and the one before that they yeah. had Jason. Jason and Leatherface uh, so they, they've crossed platform before Whoa. and in this one Hellboy yeah Hellboy is a dark horse yeah, yeah Hellboy is dark horse uh, Turtles they're now the property of IDW, IDW. but IDW, yeah. Turtles has crossed over with Batman in recent yeah, continuity recent. and 
I mean, I feel kind of stupid for not immediately recognizing that. Like, yeah. Because I'm like, yeah, because, uh, yeah, IDW has been doing a lot of stuff uh, with the, the DC Star Trek. Yeah, they too. they cross over yeah. a lot. I'm, I I'm surprised we don't have fucking Spock in here. <laughs> I have no idea if I would have known that was actually Raphael if I had not. The events that took yeah. place before this. Well, yeah. But, I mean, um... I don't know, I've just been so in tune with the turtles like the past couple years of my life because of my son. I feel like as soon as I would have seen that weapon. I'd and, like, then, yep. and, and then this, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> none of us got it, it from the side. We were all lost at the side. Like, who the fuck is this? Well, because my initial thought, like, when the guy started walking up, like, I couldn't, because I watched it, like, right as I woke you up. You didn't notice morning. how thick he was. I yeah. didn't notice how thick he was. He was long. I'm like, Oh, it's fucking Rorschach. That's yeah. cool. And I was really hoping for Rorschach. I, I like this better, honestly. Oh, I like oh, this God, better. Yes. But I was hoping for Rorschach because I really didn't want Constantine. I was like, eh. Well, I can't say I didn't want him. If we got him, okay. Anticlimactic. Yeah, it would have been way anticlimactic. But, uh, yeah, fucking shit. But, I, like, as soon as I saw that trench coat, I noticed how wide it was. I was like, no, 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 no. And I'm like, I got, dude, <laughs> did it, it was you. like when I saw the fucking um, Last Jedi trailer for the first time. I was like, holy fucking shit. They do their classic banter. Like, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, and, so good. He's the like, way they talk looks like time. fun. Can I play? Yeah. And then Mikey comes up and he's like, Jim's on the magic chick. Yeah. yeah. And then Leo comes in and he's like, we, we fight as a team. And wow. then it ends on a classic TMNT pose. Yes. Like them up in, up, the up in the air with their yeah. weapons. Yeah. Uh, the same thing they've done in almost every intro to every incarnation of their show. Now, yeah. yeah. Now here's my question. It's great. How do you think the play style is going to be? Yes, that is a great point. I think it's going to evolve a lot since Turtles in Time. Well, it's um, going to be great. <laughs> Ed Boone, uh, Ed Boone, who is pretty much like the guy over top of it, all of this <laughs> shit. It, like a while back, he said he was like with Fighter Pack Three. Like the the special character is going to be something that has never been done in a fighting game before. So I think I don't think it's my my first thought was. Okay, you're gonna get skins for each of them. But then I started oh, yeah. thinking. I was like, then I started thinking. I was like, well, each one of them has their own kind of fighting style. You probably each get metalhead weapons. Metalhead maybe from like a Donnie skin. I would, yeah, I would love yeah, that. Cool. That would yeah. be awesome. I'd, but because uh, Donnie made him. Because right? because we didn't yeah. know. Yeah, we didn't know about the Black Lightning skin before Raiden oh, came yeah. out. When Raiden got released, he came with a Black Lightning skin. So now we've got two DC characters right there. Some more right. powers and shit. Yeah. So and, yeah, so that would be really cool. And if I don't see uh, uh, some like here's the kind of special moves I see from them with uh Michelangelo. Oh, I, don't, I don't even want to think about Michelangelo. I better see some pizza and skateboard moves. Oh yeah, there there's be gonna be a skateboard. Involved well, some skateboard. Okay, yeah. and then Donatello's gonna have some sort of tank. Yeah, uh, Raphael's gonna have some sort of rage. And uh, who am I leaving now? Uh, Leo. Leo. He's just gonna slice him up. He's gonna be badass. Yeah, this is gonna be a badass. Now here, here's what I'm thinking is gonna happen. Okay, like all of the different characters, they have like a couple of stances they can go mm -hmm. into. So I think that's what we're gonna get here. Is like each turtle is gonna be a different stance. You're gonna have like a different set of 
special combo moves with each turtle because their yeah. weapons change. Because, yeah. like, with uh, Nightwing in the first one, you can either use the staff or you can break them apart and use yeah. them mm -hmm. as the Eskrima sticks. That is really good with uh, so, Nightwing, man. You know, I, I'd say we're going to get something similar here to where there will be, like, a, a minor button sequence or you'll do something to change to a specific turtle and you can't go back to a certain turtle within a like certain amount of time okay. something like that i i like while you were saying that it, like it, it kind of translates into what my my theory is here now and uh that is uh, you have your character powers uh and for all of them instead of like wonder woman is she like prays to a god and either her bracelets light yeah, up or lasso green arrow that. it's he shoots his arrows with supergirl you can either shoot uh heat vision or like if you hold down r2 you can shoot a, a straight beam and like she walks forward with it it's awesome <laughs> um so i'm thinking maybe if you because with green arrow and I also think Deadshot, you can change the type of arrows and type of bullets that you're using. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, if you do a specific sequence for that character power. So I'm thinking maybe you can switch out the character. Yeah. And then they take on a whole new type of moveset. Yeah, so like... like forward circle will switch to leo up yeah. circle will switch to like donnie yeah but something like that that way then, they at least can all fit on that board probably yeah. but <laughs> they're gonna if, have to be somewhere if they there. do not have a okay the the only way they can do the super move the finishing move is if they do one for each individual character or one super move where no matter which one you are at the time can all the characters come in no and join i know exactly what they're gonna do I know exactly what they're going to do. Okay. They're going to hit him with the turtle van. It's going to knock him up in the air. Each turtle's going to come in, get a hit on him, and then they're going to drop to the ground in a daze, and then they're going to do the four shells back to back. Oh, nice. Nope. <laughs> okay. Well, that would be great. Actually, that would be really cool. But my thought is, like, they do all this shit, and then they knock him. Uh, then they knock him off, and Splinter throws him into a trash can. Yeah, I was gonna say, uh, <laughs> with any special moves, we're either gonna see some pizza, skateboards, the shell razor, Splinter, yeah. or some tech, or you know something along the lines. Yeah. Now, some sort uh, of in some here. multiverse events, there have been times when a character that <laughs> is not an actual playable character can come in and help you out. A lot of the times yeah. it is a character that's a playable character, but uh, occasionally there has been a few that have come, like, they've animated this character to pop in and just do one of these two moves. It's a, yeah. a move set. And yeah. uh, so I'm thinking if we if we don't see Splinter in, like, a special move or something like that, be something we like might that. get something oh, along that'd be those great. lines. Or maybe Casey Jones or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, Casey Jones. I was trying yeah. to think, like, either April, Casey Jones, uh... Maybe Ooh, probably won't see any foot ninjas. What if, uh, what if Donnie, like, what if one of their skits is Casey Jones? Because Donnie's supposed to have, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think, I'll, honestly, I don't think they'll do yeah. any uh, skins for the turtles. Well, if they, they listen to this, they better do the Donnie metalhead, man. <laughs> well, That'd be because cool. if it works the way that I'm thinking <laughs> with the character power where you switch out the characters, like, the skin wouldn't make any sense. Like, yeah. when you bring in the I mean, they, they would have to do, like, full-blown outfits. So they would have yeah. to do, like, the the turtles in time with like the samurai guard yeah. for all or four of the it. new the new movies and stuff yeah. like the Michael Bay versions or something yeah and trench oh, coats can we talk about what these guys look like 
Because they look a lot like a, a cross between the uh, 19... Ni- uh, I said 1980 before, but it's... What? It was 1990 the first movie 92? came out. 92? No, it was 90. 90? It was 1990. Yeah. Uh, that era. was 92. Yeah, 92. So they, they look like a cross between the 80s cartoon and the 1990 well, movie. Yeah. Exactly what they do with that trench coat reference there. And I'm oh, yeah. almost certain... Uh, what do you say? Uh, well, looks tra- like fun. Can I join or something like that? Yeah. I feel like I remember hearing that and, in and the, the movie. the thing is, that, something like... Something like that. Man. Something, yeah. That's always been, like, initially, Raphael was also just mostly a goofball. Like, he w- he was there to have fun. Is just, it original Eastman Laird? And, like, I'm going back to, like, the cartoon. Oh, okay, Because the yeah. cartoons were we all started. Well, he was a smartass. He which was is why he was ass. cool but rude. Right. Well, like, I remember so many episodes. <laughs> he didn't get Frank Miller, like, did he? Is that what I think around. Yeah. Yeah, now he's all... He, he, in the comics, he eventually evolved into an angrier character, and I feel yeah. like that's what played into the movie. But yeah, uh, there's so... Oh my he's God, been Frank Miller. So <laughs> much potential for this. And again, it's uh, like Ed Boon said, it's something we've never seen in a fighting game before. We've got four characters fighting as one. And wow. And and get this. Like, like we're not getting the Atom until like, I want to say January or February. And the Atom is the first one out of these three to be released. You know Enchantress is going to be number two. So we're going to be seeing like the Turtles in like July or August or something. Shut up. Oh my God. We've got so long to wait for these two. And we haven't like, I was so excited. I feel like they should have waited until after Hellboy came out. Because I was so excited to play with Hellboy and I don't give a fuck. (laughs) I care more about the Atom than like Enchantress and Hellboy. But like. After the Atom, it's just going to be a wait till the Turtles. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if I had it, I'd be getting Hellboy and the Turtles, probably. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I like, I bought the Ultimate Edition, so it comes Same. with all the DLC and yeah. shit. Like, so I, I got everything coming down. I love the Hellboy one. movies. Those were good. Yeah, they're you fun. You really the comics, man. Uh, I guess maybe we should also uh, reference the fact you and I, uh, Alpha Spectre, were talking on Facebook and I was telling you about how I was getting all of my Justice League characters prepped because when the Wonder Woman movie came out, they had a multiverse event where you could uh, unlock the skins, or not the skins, but the gear set set for the movie costume. And so I did that and I got all of that. And then they did... It wasn't the gear skins from the shows, but you they did a multiverse event for each one of the premieres this this oh, most recent season of the CW shows, and it wasn't the I really wish it was the, the the CW skins, but there were gear sets like a, a legendary gear set for each one of them. The only one I missed was uh, Firestorm. Mm. I yeah I I fucked up doing the DC Legends of Tomorrow. And so I was like, I'm speculating that for Justice League, they're going to do a bunch of these for the Justice League characters. And then not even an hour later, I messaged you and I shared their thing that they posted. And I was like, what did I just fucking say? Because they did (laughs) announce that uh, they are going to do unlockable skins for the Justice League movie gear sets. So (laughs) we're going to get like... Ben Affleck Batman oh and God. Jason Momoa Aquaman. I hope. <laughs> Actually, the only ones that were not in there were Aquaman. Weren't in that picture were Aquaman and um, and Superman. Yeah. So the only ones were Cyborg, Flash, Batman, and, and Wonder, Wonder Woman. Woman. And I already got Wonder Woman. So 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I'm currently leveling all of those guys up. So I got that to look forward to, I guess. But, um, yeah, after that, I don't give a fuck <laughs> till the Turtles come out. Yeah, really. Yeah. Right? Um, I mean, I have a reason to start playing the game again. Yeah. In, <laughs> in like, six months. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So many other games have come out. Yeah. I think that's where we're going to call it, guys. Um, we've got a, a special episode of SMP up. came out last week. We broke away from our two-week episode uh, format to bring you a special SMP, Just Stranger Things. We're ta- we talked about the first season, the second season, and Boba Fett joined us for that one. Uh, unfortunately, Dr. Tino, you were not there for that. Uh, and one like, of these days, we're going to have what? the foursome. I liked, uh, you know, Stranger Days. You know, it doesn't matter. Stranger Days. You don't even know the fucking name. Stranger Things, Stranger Days. <laughs> yeah. uh, did you watch it? Have you watched it? I watched a good bit of the first season. Yeah. In and out. Like, I, I feel like I've... So I'm you're already like, hooked then. I feel like <laughs> I've already seen the first two episodes and then, like, the last two episodes. And the middle is like a blur. <laughs> What I saw for the second season coming out was the Evil Dead uh, poster yeah, uh, yeah. reference that they did. Actually, no, that's from season one. Was it a season one? Yeah, season poster? one. The the Evil Dead posters in season one. Anyways, you can listen no, to the episode. I meant, <laughs> I meant when they actually uh, pre uh, teased Stranger Things season two, it was the main character doing the thing from Evil Dead. And you, mm. they're like six main characters. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know You'll what we're talking about here. <laughs> uh, anyways, we did a, a special episode, so check that out. Uh, the new Alpha's unboxing is up on YouTube. Episode two should be up by now. Uh, and we finally put out our uh, poll for the Christmas commerce commentary. You can vote between the Santa Claus jingle all the way. Or Ernest Saves Christmas, and that mm-hmm. poll is up on Sort of My Comics and Sort of My Brand's Facebook pages. And we're going to do the announcement for the winner on November 18th, so you got a little under a week for that, this coming Saturday. Uh, as always, guys, you know, wherever you are, like this, follow us, comment, get in on the conversation. Let us know if we didn't bring up something that you're thinking about. Bring it up. We'll respond. We'll respond in kind. And I'm always messaging these guys. So if I want to get their opinion on it as well, like before I respond to you, I'll get their opinion. We'll all respond to you. So get in on the conversation. Let us know what you think. And let us know what you think of the show. Did you hate something we did? Did you love something we did? Do you think we need to change something? Do you hate our stupid fucking voices? Um, well, I'm sure they probably do. Yeah, do you want to bone us all hard or anything like that? <laughs> <laughs> like, come on down to the Sword of My Podcast. Howard <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Stern Radio, man. <laughs> come on down, show us your tits. We'll give you 10 yeah. bucks. Yikes. We started out the episode like we've got Sarah McClinty here, and she's, like, <laughs> she's gonna be sitting in on this episode and, uh, later in the show. She might give us a little, all a little surprise. We'll be in like the middle of fun, but this will be like, whoa, yeah, they're coming out now. <laughs> That's when I really get into the shock. She's gonna show us just what she can do hey. with a dozen bananas. <laughs> Stay tuned, guys. How much to get you to make out with that bag of cans over there? <laughs> yeah. I dare you to shove a rolled up Marvel comic straight up there. I'll see that on the podcast no we yeah. do not treat our comic books like that anymore. well if it's an x-men there are those okay spare. okay fine. <laughs> yeah. we're doing a howard x-men Stern number comic one podcast. 
<laughs> with the, the 1993 X-Men number one. <laughs> 93, 94, it was so early. Right. one of those X-Force number one. There you go. That, there was so Still in the polybag. She's oh, like, which yeah. one do you want? Oh, she's eating those X-Men. Polybag for her protection. <laughs> 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 All right, guys. Uh, my name is Vincent Herman, Ben the Human. James Odell, Alpha Spectre. Travis Herman, Dr. T. Neal. And roll that safe sex outro music. <laughs> <laughs> This is okay. This is where I'll enter the um, uh, the theme song. It's time for the news. The phone booth news. It'll be that fast. I'm gonna speed it up. That it fast. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's got it. That's got. <laughs> that's, that's God for you. <laughs> that's got right. <laughs> I tell you what. Yeah. <laughs> 